Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Hello and welcome to Drop Your Buffs podcast, where we talk about the strategy, social game, and stupidity of every episode of Survivor. I am Diana Zeno, one of your hosts, and I'm here with my co-host, co-star, Hannah Zilia Fleming. How are you? Oh my gosh, Dion, you're here for the loved ones visit. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I miss you so much. I miss you every day with all of my being. Every day I'm out here, I'm thinking of you every single you day. Could just text me, I'll get it later. Okay, okay. Do you think I smell? Do I smell? Do you think I smell? Um, you're my little babushka. <laughs> I don't know, but I am so pumped to talk about this loved ones episode. <laughs> I oh, waited no. all week for it. And I know that there's strategy to talk about. I know there's the vote to talk about, but all right. I want to do is talk about the loved ones. <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty pivotal moment in this season because we we already have attachments to these contestants from their previous seasons. We've seen half of these loved ones already. But mm-hmm. what we haven't seen before is the kids. I think it completely oh my changed the dynamic gosh. of the There were so many um, iconic things about this loved one's visit. There are things we've never yes. seen before. So one thing is we got to see the loved ones sit with their family members on the bleachers. Mm-hmm. Usually yeah. they hug, they talk to Jeff, and then they separate. But they right. sat together. Uh, mm-hmm. There was no challenge. Like that's never happened before. There's Mm -hmm. more than one person that came out to visit them. That's never happened before. And as you said, there were babies. There were babies (laughs) on Survivor. (laughs) And I'm here for it. Like for me, like if you're going to have a loved one's visit, there has to be some kind of sentimental value there. And honestly, (laughs) when so-and-so's coach from yada yada like that to me doesn't really resonate with me i'm i'm a i'm a sensitive person but i also value what you know what what it all encompasses like i'm not going to be brought to tears because somebody saw somebody that they haven't seen in a month which they probably wouldn't see for a month anyway you know so i know i know you're like, okay, it's been a month, so what? But here I am. Because you, like, you live that narrative. Like, you don't see your family for months at a time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still can communicate with them. Yeah, But yeah, yeah. we're also not big huggers anyway, so it's not like we would embrace like that. Like, even if my families came out for a family visit, we'd probably do, like, a one-armed hug or something. You know, I probably would give them a A beautiful hug, side hug. <laughs> right, we wouldn't be attached the whole time. Probably more like, you know, Michelle and her sister, you know? Yeah. That kind of interaction yeah but i mean it just comes into play how mentally distraught these survivors Uh are they are at like this is you know what we both love about survivor is these people are pushed to their limit they are in the Uh most intense game of their lives and they are so like their reactions are so crazy because they have been Uh in the They've been in a war. Oh my gosh, Jeff Probst would love that I just said that. But they've been in a, they've been at war fighting. Oh right. man, I'm just Jeff Probst would be dying over how much I'm, I'm talking like, I'm about the war like, right now. Get a copy of this podcast, send it his way, and just let let him weigh in. You know, and just be like, this is Hannah. <laughs> just a heads up. 
Um, but were there any like standout moments for you? Like I can definitely yeah. like name at least one moment from every contestant with their loved ones visit that I was just like, wasn't that just an awesome moment? Yeah, let's go in order of all of them and let's talk about, I guess, what we loved about each visit or something that stuck out to us. Um, yeah. So first up, all right, I recorded it on our podcast. I, I posted a picture of every time I cried on our Instagram and yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take a picture of every time I cry. Maybe I'll have like two pictures that I'll post. Nope. I pretty much posted a picture for every person that came out. So Kim, Kim's family comes out. I lost it. Uh, right. <laughs> they were also and, little. They were like three little ones that were a little hesitant. They didn't really know what I know. Said. They were like rubbing their eyes. And here's where I lost it when she said, I think about you guys all day, every day. I was like, oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it happened on the second time I watched it too. Lost it. Um, then so we got we had her kids who were shy, but then Ben's mm-hmm. daughter runs oh, out. <laughs> that was that was one of my favorite moments when she just super pure just runs out and just screams surprise, and it's just like okay, this is this is what I love about loved ones visits. And just families, and and I I shouldn't say loved ones visits. I should just say loved ones in general. Yeah. So I guess right now I'll share, I don't know if you saw my uh, tweet. I think I sent it to you. I had a tweet take off during this episode. Yes, I did this. <laughs> so at this point of when I was watching the episode, I realized that all these families, well, so we've had Kim and Ben, when they're mm-hmm. hugging, they're all kneeling on the ground and they're all in one giant hug, both of the parents and the kids. Wow. And I realized this is, is what we see in Pixar movies. And I always thought that it was completely unrealistic. You see it in The Incredibles. You see it in Inside Out. When, wow. um, when families are having this big emotional moment in these animated movies and they hug and they're all sitting on the ground and hugging. And I just thought that is so ridiculous. And then when I'm right, watching I this episode, I was like, oh, I guess in these really intense emotional moments, families do all just hold each other and sit on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I, especially when it's being televised for millions of people to watch. So we're seeing so, like movie movie moments happening on Survivor. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm here for it. Because like that for me was just kind of like, it, when you see into the real lives of the people who play characters on a show, it oh, kind yeah. of like lets you not villainize them for a moment. And in that moment, I was just like, that's so sweet that Ben's daughter would run out to him and feel so excited to surprise him like that. And yeah, because a, a lot of people have been annoyed by Ben for <laughs> this season. I mean, I haven't been one of them. Dion's been one of them. Just like he's been annoying him and you're like, oh, he's a great dad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Outside of everything. Who, who was after Ben? Uh, Sophie comes out and <laughs> Jeff says when they, when they hug, Jeff goes, that's a hug. I'm like, what? Jeff, <laughs> you're so weird. <laughs> Okay, so it may not have been specifically Sophie's moment when they embraced, but all of her moments throughout the Loved Ones visit <laughs> were probably my favorite, yeah. including her looking at her, um, her boyfriend Bobby saying, or fiancé, saying, um, do I look like a supermodel? That was one of them. What do you uh, think would make one, her look like a supermodel? Is it because she's tan and beachy? Is that what it is? What makes you oh, a supermodel out there? Absolutely. <laughs> tan, beachy, dropped so much weight. Like, Cut like, to the, the, the picture of her voting that came out as a secret scene of her vote for, yeah. um, who did she vote for, Tyson? 
Denise. Denise. She votes for Denise yeah. and her face looks like a mugshot. So I love that. Do mugshot. I look like a supermodel? Cut to the mugshot. <laughs> and my other favorite moment from her was when they found out that they were all going back to camp and she literally threw her <laughs> arms up in the air and then they pan out. And all you see is that you don't even catch it. It's that quick. She hits her fiance in the face <laughs> with her arm and immediately looks at him and says, I'm so sorry, I hit you. And like, that was just for me, one of the funniest, mo- she just fun moment on fun moment on fun moment, including her walking back to sit down with her fiance saying Reese's pieces and massage. She goes, massage. <laughs> she goes just a list of things that she wants when she goes home. Like it's just, it's seeing somebody really just enjoy someone and let their guards down and just have her Yeah, because we've seen Sophie with her guard up this whole season. We've seen GameBot yeah. Sophie, which yeah. I'm, I'm cool. So I'm cool was- with GameBot Sophie. So it was cool to see that, yeah, yeah like the human side of her. Speaking of GameBot, mm-hmm. next up we had Sarah. And when I posted yes. on our Instagram, I said, Robot Sarah has emotions. That killed me. Seeing someone the character we see in Sarah is that she's tough and she will come after you. And then we see her losing it over seeing her husband and son. I, I lost it. Well, they said partner, which I caught. And I was like, I wonder if they're even married. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just like, okay, you know, it's 2020. There's a lot of different family environments out there. Um, but it's like seeing her son and then the moment when (laughs) her father tries to say, her son back and she just looks at him <laughs> with daggers. What are you doing? Like, like, what do you think this is? No. Like, and Jeff just has to speak for her because her face says everything else. And it just reminds me of our dear friend Desiree. And I can just see her. Our friend who looks like Sarah. Like, Absolutely. And just looking at someone being like, are you what are you kidding me? Even going on in your head right now that what are makes you, you think that's thinking? A good decision. Um, but that was just such a fun moment for me. Can um, I stop and talk about strategy for a second when it has to relate with Sarah? Is this the next the clip when they're at the island and she's talking about her son? Well, no. Well, I want to talk about how we got on my rewatch. I caught how we got a lot of clips of sarah and sophie hugging while they're waiting for Mm -hmm. their loved ones to come out they just keep Mm -hmm. hugging and they're crying into each other's arms and we know that they're close but we also know that sarah and game changers was known as slitting the throats of her best friends i don't know if that's too graphic but so Mm -hmm. i wonder if you know we're seeing them super close i wonder if we're going to get a storyline of sarah stabbing sophie in the back because that would be you think so so anyways i wanted to note that right here when we see them really close and really bonding but that doesn't sarah don't care sarah will take out whoever she needs to take out right well i mean she but she said it herself when we saw the clip of them at the island and she's like yeah what she said was really interesting she said my son is playing with the enemy Mm -hmm. and you just see him playing with all of the other kids and you're just like wow she really (laughs) does think that everybody else out here is you know, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like against enemies, her. Like, yeah. Enemy. Like, yeah. And it's just like children yeah. playing in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, wow. Like I get, and she's like, but we have to have these real life moments. And she's the yeah. one that they take a lot of her confessionals to remind us that there's a game, but there's real life, there's a game, but yeah. there's real life. And she's kind of coming across as that like voice of reason this season. I think mm-hmm. Sarah is the voice of reason this season. Yeah. And um, it's just, 
What a what a turn. Okay, so next up we have Denise, and I just love how she like flapped oh. her fists around. She's like so excited. She's flapping her arms, yeah. and then Jeff says, "That is a family hug." Okay, Jeff, we get it. We know we what hugs it. look like. We know that they're a family. Got it, Jeff. <laughs> and it's so interesting to me because obviously she's the one out there with the oldest. Um, well, I mean, we don't know how old Jeremy's daughters are. Oh if, yeah, you know, probably not. Maybe sixteen. Actually, you're right. Right. And I mean, um, but her daughter is essentially a woman. And when she says she's, she's so like tall. and a half, I'm like, are you kidding me? Denise she's is not like, in college. I, <laughs> um, I think it just put into perspective to me how small Denise is. Yeah, Denise because is tiny. a lot of the time when we saw Denise talking to people, it was Adam and Adam's not the tallest person. Oh, no. So I think I always just... You know, but in saying that, that probably means that Denise is closer to my height. And then I'm just like, how tall is her daughter? <laughs> like, you know, she's her husband like, is tall too, so. Right. Well, I mean, genetics, you know, they'll do that kind of thing. But it's, <laughs> it was just nice to see somebody with like an adult child. So the adult child was able to weigh in on their dynamic with the parent. And it was just a really sweet moment. Yeah. But, oh, sorry. Just to quickly kind of like segue. When Australian Survivor has those moments and they've got the kids there and then you know, there are yeah, because Australian Survivor has done it before where they've had children out there way before U.S. Right. did. I, that bugs me so much because I'm like, don't put the kids on the spot. This is a tough enough, you know, situation already. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'll be like, so what do you think about, you know, your dad? Um, well, he's my dad. And <laughs> like, don't do that. And, like, I, it was really nice that Jeff didn't do that to these kids yeah. you know it was just like he, he he approached the people that were not old enough to kind of put together a coherent sentence and it wasn't just a moment to just give them like five seconds and he let the parents interact with the kids rather than doing it himself you know that was that for me was a much better way to structure that kind of interaction yeah th- uh, yeah that jeff is jeff is a family guy he loves he loves the children that's for sure and he loves uh, hugs mm-hmm. um the next hug I, in my opinion, was very awkward. Nick's fiance comes out and she's gorgeous, oh. you know, but you could yeah. tell how nervous she was and how awkward it was. Do you agree? Did you catch the awkwardness? Did you cringe like I cringe? As soon as she walked out, I'm like, is she happy to be here? <laughs> oh, I just, I know, <laughs> I know, but you just think, okay, if someone is extremely camera shy, then they would be yeah. acting like she's acting. But yeah, you're also like, is she? Is she okay? <laughs> yeah. And it just kind of like, you know, we saw Bobby run out to Sophie, you know, we saw a very different dynamic there, but like, I can see it being one of those situations where you're shy, the cameras are on you. You don't want to look silly. Like there's a lot of pressure on you to just kind of like make this like the perfect moment Yeah, and, you know, not get too involved. And it was a little awkward, but I don't know. She didn't come out for his loved one's visit. No, his dad time. did. And that it was, vi- oh, it was so sweet when his dad came out for David versus Goliath. He was this big, oh, yeah. early man. And Nick just looked like a child hugging him. It was, it was precious. I Do you remember that? I think there was, a, um, a th- there was potentially discussion about his mother, like, and how they hadn't really moved yeah. over that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, like, um, who said it in this episode? It was a full circle moment. I think. Adam says it about, well, you know, kind of on the same. Uh, yeah. Um, after Nick comes a very emotional Tony. Uh, when Tony right. broke down, one, once again, we've just seen these game players 
Oh, it, yeah. it was and you know precious. what? The second time watching Tony, I was like, Hannah's going to be loving watching <laughs> these big grown men crumble to their knees. Like, that's just, I can hear Hannah saying it now. I love when a big man just kind of like <laughs> falls into a puddle of mud. And that's what like, I said. Like, Didn't I just say? <laughs> yep, that's what I, I love. Like, oh. so, but for me, I think the moment that got me was when Tony was on the floor, his wife runs up, his daughter runs up, and his son so innocently kind of just like tries to peek through to see if he's okay and like get in there. It was just like such a like, like, is he okay? Can I hug him? Like, he's probably never seen his dad like this. I mean, yeah, think, yeah, they probably have never seen him cry even. Under what circumstances would they need to see a family member like this? They've probably never been apart for this long, and it would never have been as kind. Of <laughs> I'm just, I'm kind. Of, I, this is kind of bad, but I'm laughing at the idea that this might be a traumatic moment for some of these children. <laughs> like this should be like a beautiful right. moment, but it might also be like a very like very startling moment in their lives where they see their Absolutely. parents emaciated, bawling their eyes okay. out and dirty. <laughs> They're like. This is terrifying. (laughs) You know, if you see Kim looking like completely worse for wear, red face, tears in her eyes, looking (laughs) panicked, as a kid, oh, I would have burst into tears. I would have been so distraught. So, man, that makes it even, even, yeah, it makes it even more better that they didn't have to have a challenge and leave. I'm glad that they gave this moment for them to go to the beach and have a good day to have those memories with their parents mm-hmm. <laughs> oh exactly. that's a you have good okay so next up we have tyson and then jeremy so oh wait i no, skipped michelle. michelle i skipped mm-hmm. michelle and her soulmate her sister which actually that was did sweet. that was so sweet that didn't make me cry when she called her sister yeah. her soulmate because you know as you're single i'm single it's just like you know what y'all have your soulmates but we have our soulmates too like we can right have people that we and miss I think what what was really special for me as well was it was her sister who was the one to break down. You know, it wasn't necessarily her. Oh, I know. Her. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, this means something to her as well. You know, this isn't just, you know, she, she's probably so proud of her sister because, look, Michelle's probably said to her sister going out there, I've got something oh, to prove. Yep, you know, plenty of times. And I want to make sure I get the loved ones visit and I want to do this and I want to do that. And so for her sister to be able to come out thinking that the people who aren't, still in the game are not going to get to have a loved one's visit you know and she's probably like i'm so proud of you that you're here at this moment yep. this is awesome keep it yeah like yeah so that was really really special. uh the the humor of tyson's loved one's visit mm-hmm. um when he was explaining his job to bergen i just yeah i loved every second of th- i think tyson is the funniest survivor ever yeah um yeah. <laughs> and i loved well, every I second think- of that and, like, Jeff kept on, like, trying to, like, get Rachel in on the picture. Oh, I know. He's like, get in, get in. But for me, it was just, it was more authentic having her say, no, I love watching this. Because I've, I've heard know. that from people before. You know, uh-huh. they love watching their partner with their kid. Like, that's yeah. such a special moment for them. And so, you know, we know that they played a season together. Mm-hmm. They ended up on a different reality show about, you know, couples. Marriage boot camp? Yeah. So they obviously had their trials and tribulations, you know, post playing Survivor and, you know, mm-hmm. all of this stuff. And they've since made a family. And this is clearly something that's very important to them and very special to them. So for her to just be able to observe that, that's really special. Um, and one thing I've note about Tyson, it's funny that he was the one who 
began this whole process of getting children out to visit because he really wanted his daughter to visit. Um, but they yeah. were the reason why his other daughter was not out there. I just assumed it was because she was too little. But then we saw Natalie's niece, who is a tiny baby. Well, Tyson put on his Instagram. Yeah, ty- uh, Parvati's baby. Um, Tyson put on his Instagram that they did not get a passport in time for his daughter. He they he was about to leave and he even signed this i forget what this document was he even had a document in place saying that he as a guardian was giving permission for her to travel but if it wasn't yeah. good enough or something like they he had thought that they had put everything in place but he didn't find out till right before he left that it wasn't in place for his daughter to come out well at so least that's he found out before he left so he wasn't oh, like, disappointed oh gosh yeah right. that's true and then yeah. comes, I believe, just the, the sweetest loved ones visit. It's my favorite loved ones visit from Survivor Cambodia. It was Jeremy's family coming out. Okay. See, it was one of the more awkward ones for me. Really? What was awkward about it for you? Um, I don't come from like a really pump up kind of family and like yeah. he yelled at the beginning and I was just like ah oh, this is really aggressive like for me a loved ones moment is really sensitive and and um <laughs> like the Michelle and her I'm sister so, situation right and just like really tender and 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 um soft and it was a very hard like they all ran and they embraced him but the most awkward moment was you know, they're talking about their sons, and then Jeff said to his wife and his daughters, and she's like, Yeah, this one. Jordan. Like, oh, yeah, these guys. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Clearly, someone's been acting up at home since dad's been away, and mom's had enough. So for me, I, I was like, This is a little awkward. So the fact that you're like, This is your favorite one, I'm like, Okay, yeah, that part was awkward, but once again, my favorite thing is this big, tough guy collapsing into his family's arms. Like, he looked like he wasn't even on the ground. He looked like he was fully leaning on them, and then when we hear um, one of the girls says, you can do it, Daddy, I was just, oh, I lost it. It was very sweet, and um, and, and then also just the lead-up to, like, Tyson and Jeremy's family coming out, we kept on getting shots of them just, like, trying to hold it together while they're waiting. (laughs) Like, their eyes are just welling up. And that even just makes it more the anticipation. Mm -hmm. Um, What did you think of the psych that there was going to be a challenge? Um, I mean, I think that was important because they needed to have that, like, if they didn't set up a challenge, if they didn't even allude to there being a challenge, then they're just like, oh, I don't want to hear. Let's go. Like, like it it just kind of enhanced it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We wouldn't have had that awesome moment of Sophie elbowing her fiance in the face. Like, yeah. Um, and also on the rewatch seeing Kim burst into tears, burst Mm. into tears. She was like holding her face. Um, and this just... I was watching at home thinking all of the parents who are watching this episode at home right now with their children that they've been quarantined with for about three weeks now and their kids are on their ever loving nerves. Every second nerve is being pushed by their children. It was great for them to watch this episode of these parents who are so, so excited to see their children. It's like, remember what you have at home. Remember that you love your children. They're probably... They're probably watching the same thing with their own families going, remember when I missed you? <laughs> probably. 
That was a nice moment. Was, let's go back to yeah. that. <laughs> what do you, okay. Oh, so did you see the edge visit coming? I think we've kind of alluded yeah, to this. I knew about this in advance. Yeah. I, knew, I, I didn't know for sure. I didn't think we would see it, but I was, I would be really, I don't know. I loved seeing it. I was going to be really sad if we didn't see it in the episode. Cause I thought it was All a right, beautiful well, moment. Think- I think this is the loved ones visit that I need to weigh in yep. on because for yep. me, the loved ones visit in the game, eh, the loved ones visit on edge of extinction. Holy moly. I'm honestly, I love the edge of extinction. I know a lot of yeah. people hate it, but for me it is, if you could split up the current game and the edge of extinction game into two different series. Yeah. I'd probably watch edge before I watched the regular episode of Survivor. Wow. So what pulls you in about the edge? What is, what is the reason? It's just more nuanced for me. It's just like raw people, real emotions, real feeling, less, um, less kind of character driven, you know, like when you're in the game, you know, people put up these vibratos, the confessionals and yada, yada. When you're on the edge, you don't need to put up a vibrato. This is how I'm thinking. This is yeah. how I'm feeling. I'm miserable. I care about this. I love my loved ones. I want to do <laughs> the best that I can do. Like it's just very um, encouraging and and heartfelt. And I just love how you said the word raw. Like, like raw. It's really yeah. you're. I don't know. You you could feel the feelings from them. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, from, okay. So what we saw was they noticed, like you hear Yule say, is that something on the horizon? Everybody's kind of like looking out, wondering about it. <laughs> um, Rob, did you catch what Ethan said? Well, yeah, no. So Rob and Ethan have a moment where Rob says, I hope it's something good. And Ethan goes, um, oh, not, and not bad. And Ethan said, it's, of course it's going to be bad. It's the edge. <laughs> I know. You it's know? the best it's part. It's never anything good. And so, like, and then to have Natalie kind of, everybody's just kind of looking, and Natalie's like, Natalie's pushes through reaction. Visiting. And to have her, like, I'm so glad we saw the footage of her being like, oh, my gosh, it's our families. Cut yeah. to the moment that got me, which Amber just launches herself off the oh. shelf. We, haven't seen, we really haven't seen that much urgency in Amber. <laughs> no. Like Amber's pretty cool, calm, collected she just launches herself. And for me, that was just that internal maternal moment of mama is here. Like mm-hmm. she, her babies, like it's that, it's that, you know, just that animal instinct of the mums protecting these little ones. She launches herself, cut to Danny. Danny. On the beach, <gasps> She's not running. She's like, just stuck in one spot. She couldn't move. Uh, because you know what? It means even she's, more to them. She's so emaciated. She can't even. At, at, but they weren't expecting it at all. They'd missed out on a loved one's visit. They'd written that off. So this written, to them is mm-hmm. a shock to the system. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a matter of when. It's a matter of, it's of it, it was never going to happen. So just to have all of these loved ones on that island and not seeing them being these these forced interactions, they just get to embrace each other in the ways they want to embrace each other. You see everybody in the background. Like that for me was, oh, that was perfect. That's what I need every love on visit. Because for me, that's the real thing. I love the editing style of The Edge. I love the zoomed in, 
close up slow motion videos. I think that it just really shows that emotion and it and that with the music, it's just so like we got a zoom in of Amber holding her daughter's face and yeah. and uh Parv with her um the husband baby. and the baby. The one slow-mo that I did not enjoy was the was Ethan kissing his wife because every time that we saw a couple kissing out there it made me gag because I imagined how gross (laughs) that the survivors are I'm like (laughs) like how do you why do you keep kissing this so gross (laughs) because they love them Hannah and love sees no it doesn't have any boundaries it doesn't they just love each other. <laughs> love tastes nothing. That's what the phrase is, right? No, right. Absolutely. It so smells me, it nothing. Like the, it tastes nothing. Right. The edge, the edge love ones visits really kind of like got me. That, that took me to a place of these people at their lowest point, the worst of the worst. And this was like the best thing they could experience. Even just having mm-hmm. Ethan sitting there with his wife saying, I don't, ever want to be away from you you were the only thing that matters to me like, ever i thought ever. that he was gonna they were sitting right by the sail i mean the flag and i thought it. yeah i the way he was setting that up i was like oh my gosh he's about to raise the flag right now <laughs> that's so fun I, I didn't actually think about that but i can see how that would in that context yeah yeah um and it's y- yeah so for me it's just like even just hearing from poverty being like I met my husband because of Survivor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just Amber and Rob out there, you know, like, you know, and even Rob got to say, like, my kids get to see what I've been doing for the last 20 <laughs> yeah. years. Like, these are really special moments. That's the best part, I think, for, like, uh, Tyson's daughter, because that's all Tyson's job has been is winning Survivor mm-hmm. and Boston Rob as well. So I'm glad yeah. that their kids got to experience it. Yeah. And, you know, I guess for Yule's kids, he's such a, like, high up in, like, you know, his fancy job that I'm assuming this would be a completely different world for them to be seeing him. Yeah. Oh, I I loved it. I loved every second. So that's our loved one's visit done. That probably took us, what, half an hour? (laughs) Just like the, just like it took in the show. (laughs) Right. But you know what? I I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Like, usually loved one's visits don't have much, um, like substance within the story but i think mm-hmm. just based on the season and and you know jeremy even said it himself he goes this is the reason why i almost didn't play but this is the reason why I." Uh, that yeah that sentence in itself just really summed it up and you know it's an iconic season and that was an iconic moment um yeah. all right let's do and jump into the immunity challenge back to the game we had the sure. balancing table and the balance and the building blocks yeah so obviously everyone's loved ones visits reinvigorated them. They want this more than anything. And we, you know, we've seen this challenge before. We, Jeff said it himself, one season it took over an hour, another season it took 14 oh, minutes. I looked up about it. Um, so Michelle's season is the one that took, I think it might've been the first time it showed up. I'm not sure. But um, Sydney was the one who won this one after like an hour. Do you remember Sydney? Yeah. And then yeah. um, the, the bodybuilder. And then mm-hmm. in Game Changers, it took 14 minutes with Troy Zan winning that challenge. Wow. But he is a yogi kind of type of guy. So he probably like zenned himself out and just did it. So I'm um, pretty sure... I'm trying to remember if I remember this right. So we played this challenge in Survival Challenge. And Troy a, a variant of it. Uh, yeah, a different version of it. Um, Troy Zan played 
the same challenge when he played survival challenge before he went out to game changers and oh he did yeah so he played this challenge and and survival challenge kind of takes this you know note of like Troisian got to practice it at survival challenge and then he went out and won it in game changers so you're welcome Troisian. Yeah. not only that if you guys ever end up on survivor you probably want to have done survival challenge first yeah practice running so uh are we set up for success dion because <laughs> we played this challenge I mean, gosh i hope so when i did I mean, this i'm at, ready to stack some blocks on a stick i'm ready to just jump on people's shoulders and, and get out <laughs> yeah, there. yeah and our, i'll call that the, the cheerleading challenge where we were like hoisting you in yeah. the air oh my gosh um, Hannah, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> um when i played this balancing block challenge at hearts reality for just like one minute because my patience ran out and I'm like, nah, not worth it. I don't want to keep doing this. Um, I, I totally get why this challenge is so hard and sucks and is extremely difficult. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, okay. So we see a lot of people out ahead dropping their sacks, all that kind of stuff. But Jeff says that this is the first immunity challenge in three seasons individual immunity challenge that Tony has ever won. I know. I didn't surprising. realize that. Yeah. Yeah. He won a reward so challenge go. in uh, Kageon, but that was it, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, and after, obviously, I had very uh, strong opinions of Tony after the last episode and the way that he communicated with Adam, mm-hmm. you know, but, he, you know, he takes this win and he goes back to camp and he's like, now everybody's going to come to me. Yep. And so somebody comes to him and then he completely flips on them. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we had two people mad at Tony that he wasn't listening well or he wasn't agreeing with them, which is what you're kind of supposed to do in Survivor, right? You're supposed to, if you're in an alliance with someone, you're making them feel really comfortable with you. You're showing them that you're listening. And apparently he did not do that well with Jeremy and he did not do that well with Sarah. Well, Jeremy's first thing was, we need to break up Sarah and Sophie. Tony in his head says, no, I'm working with Sophie and Sarah. So his response is, no, Ben would never do that. So out of the gate, a big flat no. And Jeremy goes, well, there's a lot of people. <laughs> Let's remember that we're playing with a lot of people. We don't have to mm-hmm. do everything that Ben wants to do. Obviously, we've seen that Ben's an interesting person to be able to work with. Uh-huh. But in my mind, it seems like Jeremy is somebody who's willing to kind of work with things and then you got people like tony or ben he did yeah he did not want jeremy to turn on sarah and sophie he was uh -uh. uh-uh all right bye jeremy so then we see sarah with tony and sarah says we need to get kim out and tony says no i'd rather tyson and sarah's so angry like aggressively to his face she's like why is he why is it like talking to a rock when it comes to talking to Tony? Do you think it is purely him wearing the necklace that he's like, no, I get to call the shots this round? Oh, yeah. When you wear that necklace, you have more uh, leniency to say things that you want to say because you're not in trouble. Uh, but you can right. be in trouble later. Uh, do you think that um, that Tony is saying no to Kim because he just doesn't want her out? He thinks that Tyson's the bigger threat? Or is Tony protecting Kim and he wants Kim and still in the game? Well, my thing is Kim was part of the five with Tony, but so was Jeremy mm-hmm. and Denise. 
and who was the other one, Sandra? So it was their five. So when you think about it, Kim and Jeremy were the closest people to Tony before they merged. Yeah. And so now it's kind of like, oh, wait. Tony's- you know what? You know, what? I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about scenes from next week. You know, like you just said, Tony was really close with Denise, Jeremy, Kim. And now we get the clip of him like next week being the double agent. Um, Yeah. Just, well, the the whole problem for me with that whole double agent business is Tony's the one that threw Jeremy's name out. Yeah, exactly. So if he's trying to keep them all together, yeah, that doesn't make sense. They were close, but. But here's my thing. This is Adam all over again. You know, trying to reassure somebody that they're good. However, you were the person trying to flip things and you can't have it both ways. You can't tell Boston Rob that you're going to vote out his number one alliance and then expect (laughs) him to want to work with him. And that's exactly what Tony's trying to do. I'm trying to tell you that everybody was going to blindside you. Oh, by the way, I was the one that prepared that. But work with me. No, like you're going to get screwed. Like Mm -hmm. Tony's playing too hard. For somebody who hasn't been playing very big up until this point, it just feels like he's playing. It's the been wrong. like just building up and building up, and it's finally starting to explode. Well, this is his second time like playing for more than six days. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's just kind of like it feels like he's actually trying to play now and he's trying to lay low for the beginning. But I don't know that he has what he needs. He, look, he, he has two coins now. He might be able to buy something from the corner store, but he, uh, <laughs> he doesn't necessarily have any wiggle room with the people that he's playing with. Yeah, so so we get um, we get the plans in place. There's five and five. We normally don't see big moves happening at ten. We usually see mm-hmm. a safe vote, but we were really br- getting to this vote. We a line was drawn and we were going to see five versus five. And then Jeremy right. goes, peace. I'm outie. Well, before Jeremy says peace, we have two <laughs> moments. We can my drop your buff moments. Okay, go for it. Sarah and Jeremy both say Jeff together. Look at Loved each other. I'm like, you go first. You go first. So oh, I'm good. I'm much. good. Jeff goes, let's go again. They both say his name again at the same time. Everybody's like, what's happening? Sarah's like, I'm good because I'm assuming in her mind, you know, she's like, well, I want him to use whatever he's got. Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, she, my thing, she won the duel. He might not use it. Right. And he, and she goes, I'm good. And he, and she's like, are you good? He's like, nope. <laughs> Gets up <laughs> and he's out of there. Which, you know what, it could be considered a dick move to leave, leave your side like that. But up until this point, it's just been voting blocks. There's not been any yeah. structured alliances. And you you have said before, because, okay, if Jeremy stays, it's so that and without the steel vote, like get the steel vote out of your mind. If Jeremy stays, it's th- we think we're pretty sure okay. it's five versus five. And, and you have a great theory of Survivor that sometimes you do need to go to rocks. And you do right. need to fight for the numbers. And mm-hmm. um, that being said, um, you know, he left and he wasn't going to fight for the numbers. I think that there are three people who, if yeah. you take out the steal of vote, if you take out Jeremy leaving, there are people who 
who needed who should go to rocks for the numbers. Yeah. Kim, mm-hmm. Denise, Chris. Tyson. Tyson. Michelle is okay. You know what? Actually, maybe Jeremy. If, but, you know, just thinking about there's people who should not want to go to rocks and there's people who should want to go to rocks. And right. anyways, the rocks are only going to happen mm-hmm. if, if everybody is staying firm in their like need right. for the numbers. I, Michelle, yeah. like we saw her, she, Michelle ended up voting for Tyson. Michelle's not going to stick with that minority alliance. She's oh, jumping ship. Okay, so we... We need to talk about the numbers because I was so confused about the We were like, we were messaging for like hours afterwards. Just like, what happened? Who voted for who? Who voted for who? So, okay. In theory, in theory, a a seasoned audience member of Survivor will think, okay, we've gone from 10 votes down to nine votes. Sarah plays a steal a vote, which means that now the group of four only has three votes and the group of five has six votes which means this gives that group of six room to split the votes three and three because the other side can't. Because they only have three votes. That three. Yep. Right. So that, that leaves Michelle, um, Tyson, and Kim on the outs, and there's six votes over here. So in theory, you go, all right, we'll split it two and two because in the case of a revote, mm-hmm. two people from that side can't revote. Only one of them can. We have the majority. Somebody goes home. Done deal. Done. End of story. Three, three, Makes three. Sense, correct? Yeah. Right. We don't need anybody's vote. However, we see a vote of five, two, two, which in my mind is an extremely risky split because it only takes one person to flip and then the person in the majority becomes the second option. So knowing that Kim has an idol and the majority most likely knows that Kim is an idol because Sophie was part of the idol coming to fruition, right? Mm-hmm. So Sophie knows Kim as an idol. Sophie knows that Kim is probably going to play this idol. So you'd think, all right, so in the case that she plays this idol for someone correctly, we need to make sure that our second person has enough votes. That didn't happen. I know. Because, well, in theory, it did happen because they only ended up with two votes. But if Michelle didn't vote with them, it wouldn't have happened. And the second most amount of votes would have been on Sophie if Michelle had voted for Sophie. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, what cojones do you have to have in order to be able to make a move like that? Because not only... Like, why even split the vote? Uh, exactly. Your two votes for Denise. Okay. So, okay. Yes and well, no. Because those split two on, votes okay. for Denise... Uh-huh. It still would have been a tie. It's just the risk of there not being that one person to make that third vote outnumber your votes. Michelle was not in that group when Sophie well, stood they... up and said, how about the five of us just go over here and decide who it is? Point did they five fill in... That's five votes. Did they plan on telling Michelle who to vote for and that therefore they knew they could do two, two. I I have no idea. And that's, let's go to the current gripe with most survivor fans right now is we're done with the whispering. We're done with not knowing what's going on. Yeah. I'm cool with tribals being fluid and things happening and changing. I love it. 
Love it. I just want right. to know what they're saying. Just tell me what they're saying. Get a cameraman up there. Get a GoPro. Shove it into the middle of their talking circle. We want to know what's happening. <laughs> that, that hasn't bothered me, honestly. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, in that moment, half of it, if not 90% of it, is false. You know, it's not real. It's not, we don't, we're not going to actually get the, the correct answers out of those whispers, you know, 90% yeah. of the time. But yeah. you also want to hear the lies. So for me, it's like, how did Michelle get the information to vote for Tyson? Exactly. I mean, in her, in her, vote, her vote photo, she's doing this, which she's makes me so think that maybe somebody looked at her and said, Tyson. And yeah. she just went, oh, I bet Nick did. I bet Nick did. Because I think her and Nick are still close. Right. Which is surprising to me that she wasn't in on that vote to begin with. I know. So I think that but she goes place to Jeremy. So that's a good reason for why she would have been. Left yeah. Out. So, yeah. So Jeremy definitely was the original vote, right? Like we can say that I for sure now. Um, yeah. So I think, so speaking of the voting confessionals and how Sophie looks like she's in a mugshot in her voting confessional, she looks so pissed. I bet that Sophie right. did want to do the three, three, three plan. She had to have wanted to do that, but I, I bet she was pissed that Sarah or someone else was not going for it. Right. And and here's the thing. She didn't vote for Tyson because like what happened to Sarah in Adam's vote, she voted for the next person to make sure that she wouldn't be vulnerable. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, at the, at the start of the voting, you hear Kim say, let's go for Sophie. She will not see it coming. Yeah. I have a feeling Sophie saw it coming. Yeah. Um, so, about Kim playing the idol, man, did I want her to play it correctly so bad? You always root for the underdog, and I'm here rooting for Kim. I love Kim. I want her to go as far as possible. And I was just like thinking of how she had to play that idol. You know, Sarah plays the steal a vote on Denise. So Kim has yeah. to figure out, you know, using her poker alliance strategy, you know, <laughs> is, yeah. is Sarah bluffing? Does she know right. that I know that she's bluffing? Does she know that I right. know that she knows that I know that I'm bluffing? <laughs> or, sorry, that got screwed up I'm at the end. Annoying. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I think. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, honestly, for me, it was my best case scenario, Kim goes home. That's my best case scenario. <laughs> because I, there's no way that I would want Sophie to go out over Kim. Are you kidding me? Sophie has been running this thing I know. so brilliantly. I know she has and been, but I love Kim. <laughs> Kim didn't get the opportunity to, to her, to, to, de to defend her. She hasn't had the opportunity to play since last round when she had the immunity necklace and actually found herself in a majority. But mm -hmm. all of a sudden, straight after that, she's in the minority again, which Boom. means her social She has no friends. <laughs> She's really struggling. And I mean, that poker alliance is still being attacked because guess what? T Jeremy, Tyson, Kim, they all came together like people were worried about. <laughs> Yule is and, shaking oh, sorry, over the jury. Yule was worried about. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now, I just have, I have a random question that comes off of yeah. listening to what you're talking. Um, if Sarah and Sophie make it to the end together, no, no matter who the third person is, let's just talk about Sarah and Sophie. Who wins? Sophie wins. You think so? That's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I do. You think that she's been playing loud enough to get to get her resume built up? Or 
we're seeing it. I think. Well, you know what? She did speak she up in this tribal. Extremely well spoken. She's extremely mm-hmm. well spoken. The way that she talks in confessionals about. I think that Jeremy is getting a group of the bigger guys together and they feel like they need to get rid of these. Like she is so observant and I feel like that she'll be able to say all of that. She'll be able to say, I found the immunity idol. I brought Mm -hmm. Sarah in close when I was in a tighter alliance with other people and I needed to bring her over as a number. I used my idol to bring her in. Like I can Mm -hmm. see her undermining. That's that's what she did. You know, that's what she did her first season. That's how she beat Coach, is that she undermined him, her whole uh, jury speech. Yeah. And she's very, like, very intelligent, incredibly, like, smart. And I think Sarah getting to the end of an All-Stars season again would be a huge kind of accomplishment. But I think Sophie can kind of say, I was able to do it in a season of new people and of a season of seasoned people. So, and maybe Sarah will have better. rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, you know? And, you know, I have a feeling that Sarah's pitch at the end of this season would be, I play, I wanted to play more like a real person this time around. <laughs> and people, like, it's, like I, I've said it before, nowadays Survivor isn't that game anymore. The game that I fell in love with, that's not what people vote for in the end. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's now that's how Spencer lost like, in Cambodia. I mean, it's just it's how a lot of people are losing now. It's in my opinion, I'm I'm still thrown by the whole Cochrane Dawn situation because Dawn <laughs> played the ruthless game and didn't win, and that still baffles me because I think she was the most deserving winner out of a lot of people in a lot of seasons. Because and Cochrane comes out with a Yep, they were pissed at her. The jury was pissed at Dawn. Right, but she's like, I did what I was supposed to do this time. Like, and that was the last season that we've seen, in my opinion, where that that um, behavior wasn't rewarded. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, I played the harder game. I backstabbed people. I said lies to people's face. I played the hardest game. And the other person's like, I didn't have to do that and I'm here. And people are like, yeah, but they did do a lot more than you. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but you you're just you're causing chaos you're causing drama like is that to be rewarded so in my mind i'm like it sounds like someone like sophie would be rewarded because of her undermining or her behind the scenes her standing up and saying hey why don't the five of us just go over here and decide and mm-hmm. hearing the jury be like oh like but you know rob would have done that yeah. you know Wendell would have done that. They're you doing know, like, respect. They're like respect. <laughs> you would have done that. Absolutely. As there were so many people on that jury would have done the same thing, and they were just kind of like, "Oh, I wish that was me instead." Oh you yeah. Know? And so I'm. I really do think that Sophie has a better chance against Sarah, but I do think that Sarah is getting an edit now where she's gonna make it really far. I. I. Now that we've talked about Sarah and Sophie in the end, I really want to see it. Oh, I've, yeah. Like, and, and the thing is, I thought I wanted to see Sophie and Yule in the end. But now it seems like Sophie and, like, even Sarah posted on um, Instagram, you know, the loved ones visit when you're already with your loved ones. And it's just her and Sophie hugging. Oh, that is so cute. <laughs> yeah. So, like, they're, like, tight, you know. So, for me, it's just kind of like they I would have never seen that coming. Never saw that coming with I, Sarah and Sophie. <laughs> I kind of feel like it's a bit of a JT... Stevens, P, 
preparing oh, yeah. for <laughs> yeah. Stephen actually wins this time around, you know. <gasps> oh, and my it, gosh. So for me, it's like this is actually the powered duo of the season. Even though Sarah hadn't been doing all that much early on, I just think that she's definitely t- – she's I honestly think that she's a pawn in Sophie's game, but ha- like that's also really hard because you know Sarah is doing what's going to benefit her to get to the end. Yeah, but it's like, is it going to be enough where you can compare yourself to the person you're sitting next to? But then again, you know, Sarah did sneak into the other camp in order to get a steal a vote, and it was because of her steal a vote that they had the. Mo- Here's the thing: that steal a vote meant nothing. It meant nothing. It just because solidified what, the- what, like. Put four votes then and have two votes underneath. That's a 4 2 2 split. Wait. Yeah. Then no, that's eight votes. Five. Oh no, we're going back into the vote. Oh no, my brain can't handle it. <laughs> the numbers. Then it would be like, no, then it would actually be a 3 3 3 split. You know, Sophie should have told Sarah not to use it. And maybe she was. Maybe that's why she was so pissed in her voting confessional. Sophie did not look happy. Wait, there wouldn't have been a split at all. Oh, gosh, these numbers. It was just too weird of a breakdown because it would have been, I mean, if Michelle had a step with him, it would have been a four. But if Michelle had a flipped, it would have been three. So, look, a lot of this really hinged on Michelle's vote, but they left it to the last second to fill her in. I know. The last second. And it was maybe messy. They, they knew that they could do it with Michelle. Maybe they knew Michelle would just go wherever, which is not good for building her resume if people are viewing her that way. But also, she wasn't the target, so that is a good thing, you know. And oh, she was, yeah. She was available. So in my mind, the only people that really came out looking good this episode were Michelle and Denise because they weren't at risk. Well, I mean, technically Denise was at risk, but, like, Denise didn't screw up a majority vote, like, you know, and Michelle kind of just went with the majority like she at least voted for the right person uh, okay i love how like okay so we're talking about all the numbers and who voted where imagine that night at camp them talking about who voted for who i can't like i hope we get that footage we haven't gotten that footage like all season of like getting back to camp i hope we see them trying to people uh michelle fessing up to who she voted for I hope that we see Michelle go, what happened? Slash, this is what I heard. Slash, I wasn't going to be in the minority because I have no interest in going to rocks because I can yeah. keep staying. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, I mean, let's, do you want to talk about next week on Survivor? I mean, first we get Tyson flipping off all the bequeathing boxes, which was epic. Um, right, because he has no coins, so he can't do anything. <laughs> uh, next week on Survivor, Jeremy says everyone is lying. Kim says Tony is playing double agent. Sarah says, don't listen to what Tony tells you. This is what we're doing, which makes me think that Tony really is trying to flip a vote, and Sarah's trying to prevent Tony from flipping. Sarah's had enough of Tony. She's had oh, enough. Mm-hmm. Um, She's like, I'll work with you if you're willing to work together, but if you want to call the shots, no. I know. So do you think, are we getting Sarah versus Tony? <gasps> oh my gosh. I would love that. I would love, I it, would so love it. Who's going to win, Sarah or Tony? Sarah. Come on, Tony. Got- Where's your magic think- bag of tricks? All she has to do is walk up to Jeremy and say, 
Tony told me you wanted to vote me out and he wanted to protect me and Sophie. So we were going to vote for you. That's all it takes. Yeah. Is she going to do it? I mean, she could if she gets pushed. So who are they going to vote out? Are they going to vote out Tony? I think it's, yeah, it's, it might be Tony. It might be Jeremy because yeah. just because she says that to Jeremy doesn't mean that she works with him. She just makes him not trust Tony. Yeah. You know, yep. weak and Tony. And then if Tony doesn't have anybody to work with, he has to work with her. Wow. All right. I, th- I That feels so right. I feel like I already know what's going to happen next episode. <laughs> you you called it. <laughs> I mean, I they need to get Jeremy out of there. Like it needs to happen because yeah. he's going to start winning immunity challenges. He hasn't yet, but I mean, he won the first one, right? With Denise, yes. But mm-hmm. it's like, uh, it's getting too risky now. I think Nick's in a good spot. I think Michelle's in a fine spot. Because um, here's the thing. If they get to a final five with like Nick, Michelle, Ben, Sophie, Sarah, Sophie and Sarah are going to be a lot of trouble. Yep. Yep. You're right. So even though they technically are on the bottom of that alliance, they Ooh. they know that they could get rid of the big threats. You're right. Wow. Whew. They need to I, keep Tony in. I got to be honest. I totally mm-hmm. forgot Ben was still playing <laughs> for a minute. I was like, oh, yeah, Ben's Ben's there. Nick's yeah, there. No, I mean – yeah, we're we're all a little surprised. Ooh, what did you think about that group hug at the end? That was so cute. I don't know yeah, anybody who just, would not like it. <laughs> it was amazing. Like, and it just it was like Rob was like, "Hey Jeff," like it was just like <laughs> such a Rob's like, and then I'll say, and everybody's like, "Okay, Rob, you can say it because you had your head turned into an idol." Yeah. And just <laughs> you're the you you are the survivor god, so he could do whatever he wants. Yep, that was precious. That was. That was so sweet. And like, and I, I did notice that like Amber was like the quickest person to run up to him and like get in. I'm like, who's that little yeah. one? I'm like, oh, Aww, Amber. Amber. I really like, I've really been loving Amber this season. Yeah. Like just getting some real moments from her because I think she can get like outshadowed by. Oh yeah, you know, totally. Everybody. <laughs> but it's like, but she's very, for me, when I listen to her confessionals, I'm like, damn, she's present. She's here. Like I'm, I'm and like, it's yeah and what we're missing out from her getting voted out boo um well i guess you know we extend oh. a group hug to everybody listening at home in the quarantine yeah. <laughs> so just a quick just a quick question we're still gonna see another person come back in this is the first time we've ever seen somebody from the edge return to the edge with the potential of coming back into the game so tyson could come right back in at final five Wow, that would also, be epic. We got very little from Natalie, so I'm not thinking too <gasps> positively about Natalie. We didn't get okay. much from Danny. So I'm not feeling we did get a lot from Ethan. So you think like, it might be Ethan? Ethan? We could see Ethan come back at Final Five. Oh, uh, I would love it. I mean, I want Natalie to come back, but if Ethan did, holy crap. We saw poverty. We saw a bit from poverty. Yeah, we did. I'm thinking somebody that we're not necessarily expecting is going to make it back into this game. All right. It might be Jackson again. Could you imagine? That would be insane. Yeah. And there's no way that he gets to the end and doesn't win if that's the case. Right. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm ready for it. I know we have um, a two-hour episode coming up. Is it this next episode is two hours or is it the one after? 
It's the second last episode. The week okay. before the finale. Good. So we get. So I'm wondering if that's when they're gonna do the edge, or if they're gonna leave the edge for the final episode. Okay. Yeah. Whew. Well, I'm. I'm just glad that we're getting a two-hour episode. Because right. um, we're not gonna get any Ponderosa videos until this season's finished. Oh, I forgot about Ponderosa. Man, those are my favorite. I know, and we're not gonna get like. Yeah, we're not going to get any Ponderosa until they go back. They've got two nights, and then they vote for a winner. So, yeah, I mean, that Ponderosa episode, I actually don't know that I ever watched the Ponderosa episode from Edge of Extinction. Did they have, like, an hour-long episode where they, like, weighed them all and fed them all? And <laughs> Yeah, oh, they had a great episode where the people from The Edge first come to Ponderosa. So it's, like, I don't know how many people it was, like, six or seven people. Or maybe more than that, yeah. but it's a great. Oh, ep- it was a great video. They had, like a jury, they had a jury of thirteen or fourteen people. Yeah, but I think there was like you know still six or seven in the game. Maybe when the edge ended. No, they, they, they went. The edge ended. There was six people left in the game. There was only eighteen people to start off with. Mm-hmm. Two people quit, so it would have been ten people. Dang! Wow, it didn't feel like that. Maybe I just remembered only certain people from the video. <laughs> who were fun i don't know i'm gonna have to go back and watch it they were good um well i've got nothing else for you besides dropping some handles and dropping some buffs yeah or in this case a bandana because yeah i found this old guy and i'm like maybe i can just like wear this like that he's got a survivor fiji bandana it's epic Mm -hmm. it's the only good thing to come out of that season (laughs) the bandana and earl (laughs) all right well um Everybody, we're looking forward to next week of recording, and yeah. we hope that everybody's doing great. Oh, oh yeah. Instagram is Drop Your Buffs Podcast. Boom, boom, boom. My handle is Hannah Jillia. Dion's is Dion Alexander. Follow us, and yes, you know, we'll see you next week. You We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody drop your buffs.